Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler as uh, we we have our, our argument. We're going to probably do this every day, just argue about the win total for Nebraska. Because We've been doing it fun, even yeah. off air, too. You oh, guys yeah. are coming at me with a starting out 0-6. Yeah, that t- that's, that's... I didn't have to sit through that. We found where your optimism has not died yet, like it did with the rest of us. In 2018, the 0-6 start... You couldn't God. get much worse than that. I mean, you had. Uh, Didn't they finish with three wins though? <laughs> yes. So hey, the, four wins actually. Really? Take that four but, Big Ten wins. But you and Cookman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Michigan State. Nice. Those are some good wins there. Actually, they really were. The Minnesota and Michigan State teams that finished above 500, I believe, are the only Power Five teams that uh, Frost has beaten above. That finished. Above I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Ooh, Thomas and Lincoln says starting out eight and zero. Yeah. How about that, Bach? I like the optimism, Thomas, but I'm not sure if I believe in it. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and bring in Brian Munson of Husker Online. Brian, how are you doing today? Guys, what's up? Oh, not too much. Just yeah, uh, same old battling back and <laughs> forth about win totals and such. Uh, we, we're kind of surprised we saw a uh, a list 24/7 put out of uh, the, basically the the uh, ceiling and floor for all the Big Ten teams, and they had Nebraska's floor at six and six. Um, how do you think that they possibly came to that? Boy, I don't know <laughs> because that would be. Uh be a much higher floor than what we've seen so far to this point. Um, I think obviously that there's some optimism and uh, obviously Nebraska has done a great job going out there and addressing needs through the portal. They've been, they've been incredibly active. What is it? 15 guys that Nebraska's brought in. Um, so I, I, I'm assuming that through that, through that, you know, that they, that they feel like uh, things are, Moving in a positive direction, um, <clears throat> I, I I think obviously everything weighs you know everything that kind of hangs in the balance is around Northwestern. Um, mm-hmm. and I hate to say that because I, I, the game is incredibly winnable. It was one of the, one of what just a maybe the only blowout maybe last year. I mean they scored forty plus. The defense played well, um, kept them off you know kept them off the board large very very large uh, margin of, of victory. And, you, and if you if you think for a moment, I mean, obviously, I think that people would say, well, you'd really take last year's defensive talent over this year's defensive talent, and there's some questions on offense still that, that are still need to be settled. And but I, I think that it's still the most one of the most winnable games on the on the schedule. But yet, it's the one that you just sit there and go, there's so much that just hangs on that game to how everything then is going to kind of play out and what could potentially happen as a result of, of not winning that. game. All that being said, I mean, I, I do like the the fact that you know the the team that Nebraska's put together. Um, it's still you know it's that I say that every year. I think Scott Frost does a good job of kind of patching the the holes that you have in the roster, and and of course you know this year it's been even more so the portal than it's ever been. Last year the portal was open too, but um, the latest get out of the portal was Kane Williams, and I I think the interesting part about that is that maybe not necessarily a need, but may, uh, something they just thought long term it's 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 worth a shot on this guy. Is that how you read it? I think that they see him as an upgrade. I think they see him as a guy that can help them win. And, uh, and I think that that's the biggest part about what's going on now. I mean, obviously with the defensive line, I mean, we, when we left, you know, basically the spring, I would say even going back and backing up to, to January, 
we, we really kind of felt like there were some holes. There were some holes there that, you know, that did not get addressed. That they, they didn't, they didn't bring a couple guys in. Um, then you complicate things even more with, with uh, the announcement of, of Daniels, uh, Rogers leaving town. Um, you know, other guys have, have left obviously as well. It's, it's just, it's defensive line has been one of those things where obviously Nebraska is trying to bring in a lot of different, different guys and, and they've done it. Um, but with Keen and the high number of defensive backs that they've, that they brought in already that they've joined the team, basically going back to January. I think that that is one of those moves where you see a team, you know, falling in the NFL draft and, and you go, gosh, I can't believe this guy is still available although it's not really a, a, a need for the, for the team, it, it's like the best value. And, and you, can, you can kind of then go back and say, we're doing our best to win football games. And there's maybe even another great example of that this weekend, potentially with another portal guy, a wide receiver that could be in town this weekend, Mar- Marcus Washington from, from Texas. Another not need when it comes to the position, but I think another move that says, we're going to change some things around this season. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, uh, how about the, the the need that is still there on the defensive line? Uh, kind of a lot of a lot of people feel they still need some help there. And Stephen Wynn yeah. uh, took the visit. Do, do you feel like you know? Obviously, you feel great when Caden Williams commits on the spot. You're like, oh man, he loved Lincoln. Uh, but at the same time, when somebody doesn't commit on the spot, then you get a little bit more worried, I suppose. Yeah, you know, and I we can't get Stefan on the phone. And I talked to Kane last night, and Kane wasn't touching that one with a ten foot pole. Like mm-hmm. he just. That he had been pretty well coached not to, not to kind of comment on other people's personal scenarios. Um, but I think the one thing that you know, you look at the eligibility, you look at maybe where those two guys are kind of at when it comes to, you know, draft eligibility, what, what people think about each one of those guys as a player. I think Keen was looking for a new start. I think Keen was really kind of looking for a spot where he could go in there and find a way to get on the football field in a more meaningful role. I think Nebraska not only just show that they, they can put him in a meaningful role, but they can give him uh, the ability to kind of play multiple positions, which I think opened up his eyes. And, and I think that obviously special teams will still be in the picture for him, just like it was last year with him playing against Georgia uh, when he was at Alabama. But with Stefan Wynn, Stefan, it, it more of a – business decision and when I say that I think it's more NIL related and what can this final deal kind of mean you know for this for this last year or or whatever remaining eligibility he kind of has you know before he has to before he's going into the NFL draft so um, I, I think that Georgia Tech has put together uh, they've got a they've got a great NIL program, uh, not as good as Nebraska's, but I think that they have gone kind of all in on 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 trying to keep Win in the area and, and moving him to Atlanta from from Tuscaloosa. So uh, I, I think that that's that's big when it comes to this whole scenario, and I don't think that that was necessarily all that Williams was really kind of looking for. Williams Williams was different. That was a opportunity seeking trip, and I think that Win was a business trip. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily, uh, you don't have the best feeling on that one, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? It, it could still turn around. Do, do you see the other, you know, the kind of the Juco offers as um, hmm. backup plans to that, or would you think that they would still take two defensive linemen? No, I think that they would still take Lewis. Lewis okay. is a different looking dude. He's more of a, 
4-3 defensive tackle, more of a traditional kind of three technique. Um, and Nebraska is toying around with, and I've heard it from various recruits, like David Borchers has brought it up specifically to me before, about how, you know, under Shenander, that they've been kind of toying around with this idea of playing uh, a, basically an entire 4-3, you know, front filled with just three technique defensive tackles. Hmm. Um, so that requires a couple more bodies to kind of be on the roster. Um, and, and still, I think that they would have a hard time, even if they got Lewis, you know, to kind of pull that one off necessarily. But I, I think that if, if what we're kind of reading here, guys, a little bit is that you're going to see a little bit more of a, of a jump between three, four to four, three and, and mixing some things up. I think a guy like I think a guy like Lewis makes a lot of sense, um, and and you go ahead and, and again it's more of a commitment towards uh, trying to win now and trying to trying to flip things around as quickly as possible, and I think still defensive defensive line despite the the recent additions and and the irons and the fire are still the biggest need when it comes to this team. Do they have uh, – I think the other hole that people are kind of looking for is a little more help on, on the offensive line. I haven't seen as yeah. many whispers uh, about that. Is there uh, – are there targets that they're going after right now that are that are, you can report on? If there are, they're, they're, they really are peeling by comparison for other positions. I, I, think, I think what Nebraska figured out is exactly what all of us kind of figured out, and that is that – there was not as much portal activity, I think, following the spring as what some kind of guessed that there would be. Huh. Um, and, and that wasn't, you know, I think that Nebraska fans would say that too when it when it comes to looking at the roster and seeing some of the rooms and some of the some of the, the depth in some of those positions that that are there. I think that it was kind of surprising, um, but I think at the same time, I think it was across the board. I think it was a national thing. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how things how things shake out. I, I, I know offensive line is still a, a, a big question mark. I think that there were plenty of guys that missed a lot of spring ball, but you just didn't have a great picture. It was very incomplete, not put not put together very well. So that's one of those things, too. It's like uh, kind of waiting to see what happens when you can start putting some guys back onto the field like, like Prochaska and like Lutowski. I also saw uh, William Watson, Nebraska's future quarterback commit, is uh, is getting some some rave reviews out there. What has he done? Is just he's at you know uh, showing out at some camps. Yeah, so he was at a rivals camp series this weekend. It was up in Philadelphia. So really, you know, typically when you get those higher, you know, the the higher populated areas, like we've seen it before, like where it's it's not been in some in some bigger spots where the the level of, of talent that's there around them uh, isn't isn't necessarily up to snuff as it is in other places. But Williams uh, William went down to to Philadelphia and ended up winning uh, basically MVP of the of the quarterbacks that were in attendance. Um, some of the clips that were out there were tremendous. But I mean, he's he's a great athlete, and when you see uh, obviously the one where he's kind of looking to the slot and then kind of getting out of there and, and rolling back the other way. He has done that play a number of times. There's a number of clips out there showing him basically doing that same exact drill. He he does such a great job of keeping his eyes downfield and, and is and he's so connected with with his eyes to his feet and knowing like where he where he needs to kind of go and where he needs to get to. So it's um it, it's it's great validation because there's been a lot of heat, you know, on that offer, you know, to to, to basically offer Watson and and not go after a hometown kid or a home state kid like Flores. It, it, there's a lot of validation here behind basically that camp performance this weekend from Watson. 
Yeah, that'll be exciting to look forward to in the future. He's Brian Munson of Husker Online. Uh, before we let you go, we're about to review the 2007 season for Nebraska. When I say 2007 Nebraska football, what are some of the thoughts that pop in your mind? Uh, what is that going to be? Uh, Taylor Martinez. Oh, this is uh, this is uh, Callahan's final year <laughs> with oh, Sam Keller. Yeah, and such. wow. So, um. Well, I mean, it was it's been t- it's still a tough sled, and even after you get through two uh, through t- through two thousand and seven, but um, you know, I I think that I think you ultimately you go back to the recruiting class that was associated to that class when 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 Callahan was done, and you think about the pieces that could have been added in there and, and what the possibilities might have been. Still, you still talk about the same guy that that would have been at the helm. So there was all just this kind of mishmash of feelings about needing to turn the page, but hopeful that you could kind of keep some of the pieces together when it came to the recruiting class. So, so Will Compton, you know, being part of that group and, and Gabbard, obviously that was kind of the headliner to that, to that class too. So um, yeah, I, I think you kind of think about what might've been, but you think about, you know, Bo Pelini coming in and, and the recruiting stories that came along with Mike Eckler going to Bon Terre, Missouri and how he got Will Compton to follow him to Lincoln. Yeah, that's a very cool. Will Compton's uh, obviously done pretty well this post. I, I shouldn't say post football career. He still gets on special teams from time to time with the Raiders. Absolutely, I, I think that that's one guy that gets overlooked and how successful he really was playing the game after he left the the state of Nebraska. So, um, and obviously now a, a father doing a great job out there with Barstool. So, um, but yeah, Will Will Will's one of those quiet, uh, sneaky, good success stories that people don't talk enough about when it comes to his uh, Nebraska career. Brian, one thing I want to ask you before you go, a lot of what I've been talking about when I say Nebraska 9-3, and I keep bringing up the first five games. I have them starting 5-0 and against Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia, Southern, Oklahoma, Indiana. I say worst-case scenario, 4-1. and What say you in the first five games? If it's 4-1, and one, you really you, – you've got to think it's not Northwestern that they fall to, you know, uh, right out the gate. Um, <clears throat> do they slip up against Indiana? I guess I guess it's possible. 5-0 and oh is certainly a possibility. It's on the – it's definitely on the high side. Uh, I, I, you, you tend to kind of go back and you say these games are, are the must-wins. These games are the, the games if you had to pick a couple of losses, those are the ones that you circle. And then, then you have the ones that are kind of a coin flip. Indiana would have been kind of a coin flip, I think, for me. Uh, but I, I, I could I see five five and five and zero oh as kind of being attainable. Four and one would be a little bit more possibly realistic. But either one of those would obviously be a, an improvement. Yeah, obviously, still not worst case scenario, Nate, as Nate says. But in any case, <laughs> yeah, probably not great terminology there, but yeah. understood what you were getting. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap it up with uh, Brian Munson here of Oscar Online, our weekly guest on a Tuesday. Thanks for joining us once again, Brian. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you. All right, there he goes, Brian Munson of Husker Online. We'll wrap things up next with our 2007 season in review. It was not a great one, but it it would uh, impact the future of Nebraska football quite a bit. And overall, the 2007 season was awesome. It was everybody that was ranked number one or two was losing left and right. That's right. Including South Florida. Boston College and Kansas all ranked number two that year. So uh, we'll go through that uh, season. Mangino. Yeah, we have Mangino. Best year under Mangino. Beat Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl. They did. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll review that season coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler. <laughs>